0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Michael J., and this is Hypothetical. This week he's back again. He still hasn't learned his lesson. Man behind the boards.
1: Jenny, welcome back to
0: the show, bud. How are you?
1: Doing pretty good. I think to let you have your way, I'm going to call my boards my keyboards because I do a lot of macro commands and short key commands. So there's no dials, but there's at least buttons.
0: You can give your boards any names you want. You spend enough time working behind
1: them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We didn't come here to uh, talk about your audio setup. We came here to play a couple games, and we're going to start out with our warm up game. This week, we're going to do a who, what, where, when, and why, and the topic is igloos. We got a whole bunch of snow up here in Chicago on Sunday night. Maybe it's about that time that I built an igloo. I need some ideas, so I want to hear from you who you want to build an igloo with and uh, where you're going to build it and why.
1: Do you want to build an igloo? I do not want you to sing while you build an igloo. Oh, okay. Well, okay, before we get into this game, you're going to have to do me a favor. Uh I, I live in Oklahoma. Yes. So, you're going to have to describe this snow thing that you're talking about. It's white stuff that falls from the
0: clouds. You don't snort it.
1: Oh, okay. It's cold-ish. Yeah, we get cold, but all it ever turns into is ice.
0: Well, it's... I don't know. There's some similarities, I suppose. Uh, You don't have to necessarily build your igloo out of snow, I guess. (laughs) If you're not familiar with it. I mean, you can make an igloo probably out of ice or... Whatever supplies you have. Okay, so
1: I'll make two igloos.
0: Okay, overachiever much?
1: Yes, so we're going to make an Oklahoma igloo first, and then we'll make an igloo reminiscent of my time in Indiana when I was a wee lad. So you do know about snow? Yeah, but I've drank copious amounts of stuff since then, so I've forgotten what it actually feels like, just vague memories of what it looked like.
0: Yeah. All right, so tell me about your Oklahoma igloo.
1: Okay, so for the Oklahoma igloo, we're going to go ahead and wait for a really, really bad ice storm. Then we're going to take all the cows that are just standing around huddled to stay warm, and we're going to build a giant igloo-shaped domicile out of huddled cows. Uh, Will PETA have an issue with that? We're not herding them. We're just stacking them and keeping them warm. But you're using them as the shelter. It's a give-and-take relationship.
0: So technically, they're on the outside in this ice storm.
1: Yeah, but there's multiple layers of cow wall. Right, but the cows on the outermost wall are getting belted with ice. Okay, so we have a team of people rotating the cows. It's a conveyor system, Michael. Come on.
0: Okay, I'll try not to report you to PETA.
1: So here's the thing. As far as who I would want to build the cow igloo with, it'd be Toby Keith.
0: Okay, country singer.
1: Yeah, he's also from right down the highway. He lives in, like, Norman, which is 25 miles south of where I'm at. Okay. So, that way, I could get a country superstar to write a song about the cow igloo while in the cow igloo. Okay. And turn it into a number one hit. That way, when PETA comes knocking, we'll win by rocking.
0: So, your plan is to distract PETA. By playing some original country music, so they don't realize that the cows don't notice the cows that are getting pelted with ice, exactly, and and stacked on top of each other and being used as shelter.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, would you like
0: me to point out the uh, the biggest downside to building a an igloo out of cows? Sure. Cows at some point are going to have bowel movements. And if they're standing on top of each other and they're, they are your structure, I'd imagine the inside of that igloo is going to smell pretty awful at some point.
1: I didn't realize that this igloo would have to be a permanent structure. I figured it would just be a temporary thing to say that we did it. <laughs> so you're building an igloo to last like two minutes? No, we have to keep it up long enough to record the song inside of it. Okay, so it'll be like
0: three and a half
1: minutes. Man, now the recording engineer in me is trying to figure out what are the acoustical properties of a cow.
0: Of several cows.
1: Yeah, and I'm assuming this igloo would probably take at least 50 cows to get it to where it's stable. I don't know how you make it stable,
0: no matter how many cows you have.
1: There are ways, Michael. There are ways. I'm sure there are. It's like the most messed up game of Jenga on the face of the earth.
0: It also is going to smell so bad.
1: Only if I'm horrible at the recording process and we take too long getting the the number one cow igloo recorded hit recorded,
0: okay. right? But how are you going to do that without or while the cows are mooing? I mean, at some point the cows are going to make noise. That's just going to extend your recording session, isn't it? Pro
1: Tools, man, Pro
0: Tools. Okay, so you're going to edit out all the the mooing.
1: Yes. Okay. Or I'll tell Toby Keith to actually make it a part of the song somehow.
0: Can I just say this might be the weirdest answer in hypothetical history?
1: Well, after some of the stuff you witnessed last night on Philosophical, I'm surprised that you're even weirded out by that in the slightest.
0: No, this is this is weird. Really? E- even by hypothetical standards, this is weird. Really? An igloo made out of cows? Yeah. Well, you record Toby Keith? I mean, it probably it has nothing to do Peter. with Oklahoma,
1: but still. <laughs>
0: right. It's like every stereotype about Oklahoma built I mean, into an igloo,
1: <laughs> which has I,
0: nothing to do with Oklahoma.
1: I, I figured I'd go ahead and take like some of, the, some of Oklahoma's past because we have the Cimarron Trail going through here, which is how the entire East Coast used to get its cow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all the Texas ranchers would take their cows up through Oklahoma, and then they'd ship them off from Kansas back East. So, so tell me about your Indiana igloo okay that one's more of a traditional igloo oh thank goodness yes so for that one i think i would have yeah uh, we'll start with who i'd build it with um that one i would have the design team from the most recent lego editions join me okay and i would have them mold special brick pieces that we could pack the snow into and use them to make like an actual lego igloo
0: would they, so it'd be like clear plastic so you can see the uh, the snow inside it?
1: Yeah. Or couldn't and they
0: just get molds to pack the snow into so the snow is Lego-shaped?
1: Yeah, they could, but for this one, I mean, the, the Oklahoma igloo is such a waste of money that I want this one to be an actual moneymaker. So it's going to be a 100-foot tall igloo, and it needs to have a lot more structure to it. So building it out of these clear Lego pieces where you can see the snow inside allows it to be a more permanent structure.
0: Okay. It's going to require a lot of snow. It's a hundred feet tall.
1: I hear you got some snow in Chicago.
0: We do. I don't know if it's enough to build a hundred foot tall.
1: Well, I guess we'll find, find out because
0: someone's got to truck it
1: in for us. Yeah, well, we all know I have trucks, or you have trucks lined up outside my house. So trucks, semis, all the good stuff. So you're gonna be the way we get the snow there. Okay, that's fine. That's easy for snow removal for me. I don't have to do it. Yeah, you do. Who's going to load the trucks? Me? Not, not me. Well, it's my idea, so I get to decide who loads the trucks. Hi, Michael. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not available.
1: Oh. Well, I guess I'll go back to my cow glue.
0: Good luck with that one.
1: Uh, All right, so you're,
0: you're taking the recent Lego designers building mm-hmm. a snow-filled Lego support system to create an igloo yes in indiana yes this is gonna be like a year-round thing
1: no it's just gonna be from november to march
0: november to march okay
1: Mm -hmm. and we're going to put the world's largest frozen putt-putt golf course oh nice Mm -hmm. so what you'll have to do is you'll have to wear some of the uh Well, you'll have to wear something fuzzy on the bottom of your shoes. That way you stick to the ice without melting it or without gouging into it. That way you're not messing up the putting surface. Do you just wear ice skates? No. Well, ooh, for the 18th hole. That's how how you have to play the 18th hole.
0: Because that'd be really cool if you had to wear ice skates and each hole had its own Zamboni. A mini Zamboni. A mini Zamboni. (laughs) Made out of Legos. Made out of Legos and driven by a dog. Has to be either a
1: Chihuahua or a Dachshund.
0: No, it's got to be the the what are the dogs that pull the sleds in Alaska? The Iditaro- Huskies. Huskies, yeah.
1: Those would have to be some pretty big putt putt golf holes. Uh, you figure it out. I'm already yeah, but, figuring it out.
0: I mean, you got a hundred, you got a hundred feet of height to deal with, so you should have plenty of space if you build it properly.
1: Yeah, I mean a 100 foot I mean, diameter circle. Yeah, I can fit a pretty good sized putt putt golf course in there.
0: I mean, you could just do it on an actual golf course in Indiana. Uh, At least give you the space.
1: Actually, have you ever been to um, Indiana Beach? I have not. Okay. I forget what city it's next to, but they've already got kind of like an amusement park set up there. So we could always build this in the parking lot there. That way you can go ice skating on the lake. Okay. And then freeze your butt off on the roller coasters and stuff that are there.
0: You're not going to have a roller coaster in your igloo?
1: No, the igloo is strictly for the putt putt golf. With oh, okay, the dog zambonis made out of Legos.
0: I'm going just for the zambonis. I, I care less about the rest. I mean, <laughs> mini golf is fun and all, but come on, mini zambonis made out of Legos and driven by huskies—how cool is that?
1: I will definitely give you that. Thank you for collaborating on this one.
0: This almost makes up for your cow igloo.
1: Occasionally, I have to have a sane idea.
0: Oh yeah, because Husky's driving miniature zambonis made out of Legos inside a hundred foot tall igloo.
1: Okay, the hundred foot tall igloo, the hundred foot tall igloo is feasible. The ice putt putt golf course is feasible. The Lego zambonis are feasible because you can automate those. Yeah, the dogs were your idea, buddy.
0: Well, if it's automated, if it's just basically like a, an oversized Roomba, then the dogs can just ride on them. They don't have to actually control the steering or anything.
1: No, but we have to make it look like they're driving it, so we have to build special harnesses to make it look like they're sitting up like people.
0: Right. And there'll be a wheel there, but the wheel doesn't actually do anything, just there for decoration.
1: On one of the Zambonis, I think I need to make it to where the wheel does something. I I actually feel sorry for that dog. Never mind scratch that.
0: We're we're trying to be nice to dogs. I mean, you're already upset PETA with the cows. I don't think you want them coming
1: after you for uh, putting a dog on a runaway Zamboni. So, um... Prove to everyone that you are the most sane of the people here tonight. Absolutely. My concept for an igloo is totally normal and rational. And sure.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to build my igloo in Las Vegas on the Vegas trip. And I am going to do it in collaboration with Steve Wynn, who uh, started uh, Wynn Resorts. So the Wynn Hotel, Encore Hotel. He did all like the. Back in the day, he started the Mirage and a bunch of other you know, big Vegas hotels. And he's infamous for building these just large, extravagant, over-the-top structures and features and, and things. like. There's the volcano in front of the Mirage in Vegas. Um, there's the water show thingamajigger at the Wynn. He's got some wild ideas. So I figured who better to collaborate on an Igloo in, in Las Vegas on a strip than Steve Wynn. Okay. So we're going to build a very large Igloo on the vegas strip and you know most igloos at least portrayed in cartoons and on tv typically are dome shaped so
1: yeah
0: at least you know part of the structure is so i'm gonna have one wing of the igloo is gonna be dome shaped and it will be the world's largest imax theater because what else okay. do you do with, what else do you do with a dome shape
1: um wow and
0: uh, it's uh, and you already have the <laughs> white screen because the snow is white okay <laughs> so i mean it's just like it's made for it Okay. Perfect application.
1: I'm still trying to think of the logistics of keeping an igloo up and running in Vegas. They got all kinds of crazy stuff going on in Vegas. They'll figure it out. What are you going to do? Constantly freeze the walls with liquid liquid nitrogen? Sure, if that works. Again, I'm the
0: I'm the ideas guy here, not the uh, not responsible for executing on the plans.
1: I'm not used to having to be the realist in these conversations, Michael.
0: Oh, you're gonna have to figure that out. And uh, of course, because. It's Vegas, and they have uh, embraced the Golden Knights hockey team, and I like hockey, so there's, of course, going to be an ice rink inside this igloo. There'll be two of them, uh, one for me and one for everybody else.
1: You get your own exclusive ice rink?
0: Why not? I'm building an igloo in Vegas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that had to be the most straight-faced slap across that I have ever heard you do on a podcast. I mean, ooh, who should it be for? Me? Do you skate? I tried one time. It didn't end well. Okay. My tailbone still hurts every time I try to like go curling.
0: Yeah, so that would just be a
1: waste of uh, ice. It'd be beautiful to look at.
0: Yeah, but it'd be more fun for me to play hockey on. I'll invite people on it if I want to play hockey with them. So your own
1: private hockey rink yeah, in so Vegas.
0: The, right, but there's another rink there for everybody else. At least I was nice enough to build a second ring.
1: So are you going to build the bleachers for the other rink out of ice?
0: They're not going to have bleachers in their rink.
1: But what if you wanted like an actual NHL game to be featured there so you could have 60,000 people in the Great Ice Dome?
0: I don't want 60,000 people in the Great Ice Dome.
1: Quit thinking small, man. It's Vegas.
0: Yes. Vegas is also about access and exclusivity.
1: Okay, fine. So you want like 10 or 15 whales paying you 100000 apiece to watch an exclusive NHL game in your dome?
0: Yeah, that's fine. But they don't, so they don't need uh, benches there. We'll have private suites built for the, the whales. Do I at least get in for free? Yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Yay. I'm okay with this now.
0: I mean, you'll have to buy a ticket to see the show on the IMAX theater, but all right, fine. I'll give you the ticket to see the show in the IMAX theater. Can't pay for your own popcorn, though.
1: As long as it's not any of your weird hockey movies that I can't remember the names of right That's now. That's a great
0: idea. We're only going to play hockey theme movies in the IMAX theater. And oh, and Cool Runnings. Okay. Yeah.
1: I, I can. It's cool I Runnings can go with is awesome.
0: That. Cool Runnings is so awesome. And I want this igloo to be so awesome. We're going to build a bobsled course inside the igloo in between the IMAX oh, theater and the two rinks.
1: That would be awesome. Awesome!
0: Yes, and you know what's so cool about the bobsled course is it's going to be so big and so long and so tall that part of it you actually go outside and then come back into the igloo all while bobsling through the course.
1: Have the bobsled course go from one Steve uh, go from one win casino to the other.
0: Well, I, I don't think losing be attached to the casinos, but sure. And also, at the end of the bobsled run, near the end of the bobsled run, the entire bobsled track. Is going to be encased in uh, an aquarium. So, you'll when you're going through the bobsled track, you go through, you have aquarium around you 360 degrees. So, you can see the fish, like that
1: uh, water slide in the Bahamas. I don't see this idea really fitting well on the Vegas Strip. It's not over the top enough. No, no, no. It's over the top enough. But land wise, I think you would actually have to close down McCarran Airport. And use that for the footprint of the giant igloo. Nah, we'll just buy out a couple of casinos and knock
0: them down. Start
1: with Circus Circus. That's too far down on the strip. Still, demolish it anyways.
0: And you know what? Since we're putting in only the best winter sports uh, inside this igloo, plus the IMAX theater, uh, we'll also have a a curling arena.
1: Now, that is something I could go for.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have that. Well, there'll be two. One for me and one for everybody else. You want to jump into the main game?
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to apologize right off the bat for this one.
0: Yeah, so tonight's main game, we are going to start a new religion. Yeah. And not the band. That was a band, right? New religion? Something like that. Um, bad bad religion? New religion yeah, it was right?
1: bad religion.
0: Okay, close enough. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know the name of your religion, what new- unique beliefs you have in this religion, titles of your leaders, like rabbi, father. Pope, whatever. Okay. Um, names of any important prayers, uh, your favorite religious holidays. Okay. And where you and your religious family uh, assemble to celebrate your religion.
1: Now, you and I did decide off air that the cult of Apple is off the table, right?
0: Yeah, that's too. That's low-hanging fruit and uh, definitely... I'm now going to say it's an intentional pun. Uh, yeah, you, we just will skip right over that. Okay. Let's, I want a, an original idea for your religion. So good luck.
1: So the name of the religion is going to be the Church of the Thumb Button. Church of the Thumb Button? Yes. Okay. So this is going to be the ultimate gamer nerd Religion, well, PC gamer nerd religion. So imagine, if you will, a deity shaped like a gaming mouse that gives you a magical 24,000 DPI and 27 buttons for your thumb on the mouse, the holy grail of gaming mice, as it were. Okay. And by worshiping this gaming mouse, this gaming mouse that doesn't exist right now, but by worshiping this mouse, you are guaranteeing yourself to frag any enemy that confronts you to pwn all the noobs in Fortnite. Do kids still say pwn all the noobs?
0: I have no idea. All I hear about is Fortnite.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's the hip game right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's the thing. You You focus all your energy and all your devotion into this peripheral that can just help you destroy all that is in front of you on your computer. Okay. Now, as for the religious title, I mean, Pope is a good name, rabbi is a good name, father, priest. I think for our religion, our leaders will be called the Ram.
0: Okay. So like the uh random access memory, a play on the random access memory uh from your computer that you came yes. with. Okay. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Took me a second there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the Ram will be kind of like your your archbishop. So not quite at the top, but he, he's kind of the way there. You want good Ram to give you good performance. So you've got great gaming.
0: Now are the Ram or like, are they like gaming coaches? Like, will they, can they help you with your gaming?
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's actually how that works. Um, we're going to have to skip to the assembly part here for a second. So part of this religion, um, instead of going to these, uh, internet cafes to play your games, whatever the case may be, our assembly areas will be a recreation of a basement. Actually, kind of a mix between a basement, Buffalo Wild Wings, Hooters, and oh, what's the other one? Um, There's one more sports bar type thing that I keep forgetting exists. Anyways, you know, typical sports bar thing, but giving you the comfort of a basement. So a lot of like really comfortable couches. Uh, a whole bunch of those like four-person beanbag chairs, like ultimate gamer's paradise. Okay. So you go to these, you you go to these undergrounds, and that's what we're going to call them. We're going to call them undergrounds. So okay. you go to these undergrounds where you are taught the ways of pwnage by the ram. All right,
0: I, I'm following. This is this makes quite a
1: bit of sense. Right. I guess you gain
0: a following here.
1: Exactly, and as you increase. In, in the ways of the church, of, of, the, of the thumb button, you have a chance to become a ram and guide others in the ways of the thumb button. As you gain more prestige and more XP, because our religion will totally be XP-based, you have a chance of becoming the master socket. Okay. Yes, it's, it's a horrible play on a CPU joke. All right, if you call a master
0: socket, what happens?
1: Well, if you become a master socket, there's two two ways you have to prove yourself. The first way to prove yourself is by destroying some of the archbishops in whatever esports title happens to be big at that time in our religion. So right now, you would have to completely destroy them in Fortnite. Or okay. yeah, we'll, we'll just stick with Fortnite. Now, if you want to reach the enlightened state of overclock within our religion, then You must, in a single session, defeat all 18 of our RAMs, 18 being the um, current high-core Intel CPU.
0: Does Intel determine how many RAMs you have in your religion?
1: Yes. So right now, since Intel's making an 18-core chip, the religion would have 18 RAMs. The way you get to overclock, and what, what overclock is in our religion, if you become the master socket and you reach overclock, which is our enlightenment then you are guaranteed to be Master Socket for at least the next the next integration. So the next interval of CPU releases. So if Intel sticks on like how they kind of redid Haswell two years in a row, then you get to go through five iterations, not integrations. Wow I'm an idiot, but you get to go through five iterations before you can be challenged for the title of Master Socket and be the head of the church. The Master Socket would then be in charge of the Rams? Yes. So the hierarchy is Master Socket. Yes. Then Rams. Okay. Then Fraggers. Then noobs. Then Uber noobs. This is surprisingly well thought out. Which is kind of interesting because I literally got that entire idea looking at my computer right when we started the main game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are all your uh whether you're an ultra noob or a master socket, what's the uh, most important prayer? Um,
1: in the, the most church important prayer—the thumb button or whatever it's called—right? The Church of the Thumb Button. Um, the most important prayer is prayer of the post. One of the scariest things you ever do in PC gaming is overclocking, because you never know if your computer is actually going to post properly and actually boot up. Okay. So every day before you start gaming, you must say the prayer of the post. How does that prayer go? Um, <laughs> I actually started thinking about that, that in my head. And the first line I came up with was our main board. Hallowed be thy name. Thy sockets firm. Thy heat sink done. And thermal paste set to 11. <laughs> and then it just goes down the hill from there. So I'm not going to do the whole thing because then I think the part of me that actually respects the religious aspect of the Lord's prayer for multiple religions would slap myself silly. Is there a prayer for the
0: Konami Code?
1: That's actually the Gregorian chant that everyone does when meeting for the first time for one of our services. So you march around the underground doing the Konami Code chant, and you must repeat it seven times before you find your gaming seat.
0: A lot of requirements.
1: Oh, yeah. Gamers are superstitious, man. I know a guy who wore the same pair of socks for a 30-day gaming tournament. I hope he washed them at some point. No, we forced him to throw away his socks, his shoes, and like stick his feet in a rubbing alcohol bath for like three and a half hours just to clean them. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, we could not stand to be around him. That would be okay. That would be a church requirement: good hygiene, and there would be a gym that you're required to use every half hour.
0: Would you guys gather for prayer?
1: Uh, Do they serve like Doritos and Mountain Dew? Only the best for the church, man. Doritos and Mountain Dew all the way. <laughs> Just checking. Lots of pizza.
0: Only if it's Little Caesars. All right. So what's uh, what are your favorite holidays in this religion?
1: Okay. Definitely G3 would be like the holiest of days. G3 or E3? G3. I can't take E3 because it's copyrighted. Okay. So I'm calling it G3. Okay. <laughs> there that was works. intent behind that. All right. Fair. It's okay to get in trouble for cow igloos, but I don't want to get in trouble for trying to hijack E3. Okay. I've got Um, priorities, Michael. Come on. Yeah, we're
0: going to have to work on those with you.
1: (laughs) And yet, I'm the one who edits these shows. But yeah, we're going to call it G3. Okay. Games, goods, and glory. All right. That's the tagline for G3. Okay, what do you do during the holiday? Well, you get together for the Festival of Fragging, so Ultimate Gaming Tournament. The goods, just tons of swag. So free motherboards, ram, mice, keyboards, RGB strips everywhere. Like it is a rave of computer glory.
0: Okay.
1: And then glory, we throw a festival at the end for the person that becomes the master socket.
0: All right. It's fair.
1: If it, it's if it's a year where the master socket is actually challengeable. If he's overclocked that year, then it's a it's a lesser celebration, but it's still a celebration. I could see this religion taking off. Actually, I kind of want to start working on it. You should. I Isn't that it how Scientology <laughs> got its start?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, here it goes well for random dudes to start their own religions.
1: Well, and the good thing is I don't think this one would become radical enough to be shut down by the government.
0: That's for you to figure out later, I suppose.
1: I mean, the Gregorian chants might scare a few people, but I mean, at least we're forcing gamers to actually work out once every half hour. Yeah, it'll be in great shape. I know, right? It'll break all the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a cool religion
0: I want to start, but I think, you know, I think what I'm going to do is start the temple of nostalgia, the temple of nostalgia. Yep. Okay. And it's going to be based solely on eighties and early nineties culture, American culture.
1: Okay. Because that now- was
0: the greatest era.
1: Of 80s and 90s culture or 80s and 90s culture through your eyes
0: through my eyes of course
1: okay, okay. do we not so, establish
0: this in the game it's all about
1: me okay so we've got the priorities it's i've got my own about- ice drink
0: my own curling arena <laughs> okay,
1: okay. <laughs> all right so we've got the we've got the church of nostalgia um, yes
0: we're gonna have church of nostalgia okay no, temple of nostalgia
1: temple of Nostalgia. Yes. okay so you're taking yes. one step further this is yes. not just a mere religion this is a temple religion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I've, I've got more respect for it already. Yes. So hit hit me with it. What are some of the unique beliefs here?
0: Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, we believe in good classic television.
1: Okay. So I'm guessing episodes of Full House are kind of like your religious texts.
0: Yeah. Saved by the Bell, Full House, Step by Step. Uh, what about Knight Rider? Yeah, absolutely. Knight Rider, A Team. Uh, There's there's so many. Uh, A small wonder. (laughs) Baywatch.
1: Um, I don't know. Is that too much Hasselhoff?
0: Yeah, and that was kind of like mid '90s, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll 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 make the cutoff before Baywatch.
0: Yeah. Cutoff will be like '93 ish. Okay. So it's like yeah, it's like 1980 to 1993, roughly. Or what now, I consider to be my memories of that time frame.
1: Okay, this is going to date me a little here. Um, since Mash ended in the early eighties, yeah, do still you well include passed. that?
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah, because I remember watching that sometimes in reruns late at night, so that's fine. Different strokes. I, Don't forget. Oh different strokes. wow, Webster.
1: Wow. Okay. So with all of these different religious texts, like what is the main focus here?
0: Uh. Nostalgia. It's all about that, remembering the, the, finally remembering things that probably in a better light than they actually were.
1: So getting together and just feeling the good vibrations of the things that made you.
0: Yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch
1: definitely part of this. Okay, wow. <laughs> we also believe in bright colors, like neon colors. And a whole bunch of just like straight up geometric neon shapes. 110%. Wow. Totally yeah. to the max.
0: Totally the max. Nice. Wait, rad. I've dined at the max. Did you know that? Really? They had a, uh, a pop-up restaurant in Chicago. I think it's in LA now or it was, uh, they had a pop-up restaurant in Chicago, like two years ago, maybe.
1: Well, you know what makes sense for the original max being in Chicago, uh, in Chicago. What? Saved by the bell before it became saved by the bell was actually based off of a school in Chicago.
0: It was? Yeah. Good morning, Miss Bliss?
1: Yep. That was based off of a school in Chicago. Hmm. I may have been guilty of watching a few Saved by the Bell behind the scenes episodes. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up to be a member of your church. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: yeah, That's those are all some of our beliefs. I don't know the titles of my leaders are going to be. But my leaders, I can tell you who the people will be leading it. I just don't know what their titles are. Okay. It's going to be all my favorite characters from the 80s and 90s. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you so- could probably guess exactly who leads this
1: temple. Okay. So the leader of your church is the almighty Danny Tanner.
0: Yeah. Bob Saget is. Yep. Well, obviously I, I want to have a, uh, a say in this religion
1: since I'm creating it. But yeah, he's, oh, my number, okay. he's my number two. So you are the Danny Tanner. He is the mighty Saget.
0: I am just the...
1: I, I'm i not worthy of being Danny Tanner. Finally, the truth comes out. Okay. I, I, I like this church even more. <laughs> it's getting me <laughs> to be truthful. Uh,
0: yeah. But I, I'm still... I'm leading the charge. But Danny Tanner's on the board. Or Bob Saget's on the board. It's obviously John Stamos and Dave Coulier. Of and course. And Lori Loughlin.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: then we need, uh, was it Dennis Haskins who played Mr. Belding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever, played, whoever played Mrs. Miss Bliss. Um, Don't know her name. Yeah. Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle, Zach Morris, Mario Lopez, who played AC Slater. Oh, yeah. yeah. And various other. You know,
1: characters. that and does actually mean, though, you do have to work Hasselhoff into. No. Yeah, you do. No. I'm mean,
0: going to have the robot from Small Wonder, the robot girl. Oh, All fair in- enough. It's Silver Spoons. Uh, Ricky from Silver Spoons, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, played Carlton on Fresh Prince. Those, those people, that's early 90s still. So the Fresh Prince folks will be there. I mean, there's going to be tons of people leading this thing.
1: Now, it's going to be Kit, a huge temple. So. If Kit is invited into your religion as the leader, are you also going to have car?
0: Wait, I don't understand your question.
1: If okay. Kit is the leader. If Kit is one of the religious people one of the heads yes. of the religion. Yes. Are you yes. also going to have Carr? car? You did watch Knight Rider, right?
0: Yeah, thirty something years ago.
1: Yeah, Carr was Kit's evil twin. I, w- I was a kid.
0: <laughs> I remember that. I remember Dude. Kit 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 will will lead, but uh not Car.
1: We like good positive role models in this religion. Okay, Carr can be your equivalent of the devil.
0: And uh of course Odie my favorite dog. Okay. So those are all the, uh, there's going to be so many leaders. I don't even care about titles. You guys come with your own titles. Okay. Fair enough. Actually, you know what? Bob Saget will be in charge of titles. Cause they'll be funny.
1: Are you sure you want Bob <laughs> yes. Saget to be in charge uh, of your titles? 1000% sure. Does he have to keep them PG or is he allowed to nope. go full stand-up comic?
0: He can go full on dirty oh, Danny gosh. Tanner.
1: That's, that's going to be horrible. no, I mean, It's going to be be funny, but it's going to be horrible.
0: Somebody else can clean up the titles for when the kids are around.
1: And are you going to require the Olsen twins to get help before they're leaders of the religion?
0: Uh, I'll leave that up to Dave Coulier and John Stamos to figure out.
1: Okay. So you're, you're starting a religion and you're pawning off all the hard work. You call it pawning off. I call it enabling people to succeed. Okay, you're properly delegating responsibility for tasks that no one would ever want to do. Sure. I'll I think that back. is as corporate as I could possibly make that. Sounds about right. <laughs> so what are some of the most important prayers for this?
0: Well, the prayers are simply the theme songs to the best eighties and nineties shows. Oh wow. I mean, it's this way, it's simple for people to join the religion. They'll they'll know the prayers already. You probably know many of them, you know, right off the top. Uh, it'll be fun because, you know, the prayers are typically done while singing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, plus, who doesn't love when you have a huge crowd singing the theme song to the Fresh Prince or the Saved by the Bell theme song, the Full House theme song. I mean, there's there's so many good prayers. in our There's
1: theme. only one requirement, um, the theme song for M.A.S.H., would have to be reserved for times of mourning.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That, that song, like when you hear it at the beginning of just a regular TV episode is, is fine. Right. But when you actually hear it with the words in mash, the movie, <laughs> holy balls, does it mess with you? No, I was good- 11 when I heard that for the first time.
0: Yeah. That's a good prayer for morning for sure.
1: Yeah, it is. That's a good idea. For people who don't know, that, that song was based entirely off of a character who was a dentist that was going through depression in a comedy movie. Really weird. And the director's kid wrote the song, and the director's kid was like 16.
0: I'm going to flip this back to a positive note, because I'm going to tell you about one of my absolute favorite traditions of this religion. Ooh, okay. That's when uh, Alfonso Roberto gets up at the altar, and we all do the Carlton together. <laughs>
1: Okay, that is awesome.
0: Yes. Flash mob Carlton. Anytime. That's my favorite. One of my favorite traditions of this
1: religion. The first thing that popped in my head was an arena like you see for all these televangelists. <laughs> yep. Filled with people doing the Carlton. <laughs> yep. In nice fancy suits and dresses. Oh, no, we don't have to get dressed.
0: You have to, we don't get dressed up. The, the typical attire is traditional 80s wear.
1: But if you're going to do the Carlton, you have to at least have slacks and a cardigan.
0: No, Alfonso Roberto might, but uh, you can wear, you know, if you you like, if you prefer the the Miami Vice type of style of fashion, that's totally fine. If you want the, I don't know whether, (laughs) smart fashion or whatever. If you want to wear your
1: parachute pants that have like neon green triangles and pink squares and. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may or may not have had five pairs of those growing right. up.
0: You want to wear Zubas? Totally cool. Oh, or a swatch. Yeah. Oh, dude. The swatch is when you become an adult in this religion, it's like the equivalent of your barabat mitzvah. You get a swatch from the 80s.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. That's like that's when you become an adult.
1: I was so mad as a kid because my my dad would never get me a swatch. And it just angered me like no other. Oh, you've got a motorcycle. I want a swatch. Oh, you've got golf clubs. I really want a swatch. Oh, here's a Nintendo 64. Where's my swatch? This religion's for you, man. Temple of Nostalgia. Sign up. Uh, dude, I'm in. I am I am totally in. Uh, where do we assemble?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I <laughs> thought that part through. We are going to assemble at your nearest TV house from that time period. So if you live in San Francisco, you go to the the full house house, whoever owns that
1: house now, sorry. If you live in LA, you go to the mansion in Bel Air.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll just have to figure it out for some other cities that don't necessarily have a TV house, but,
1: uh, you know, it works really well for Bayside because I mean, they've got a football stadium at the high school
0: and they never really say it works
1: well for mash because you're in Malibu national park.
0: So I got to just find one of those houses, but if you don't, uh, if you're nowhere close to uh, uh, House of Assembly for our religion, uh, you can always sign up to our online subscription service. We'll feed you feed the services and stuff.
1: Okay. I, I think you should do one thing, though. What's that? Your assembly day yeah. should be Saturday morning starting at 8 a.m.
0: So we have two days of assembly. We have Friday nights because that was like the rock block of the best television back in like the late 80s, early 90s. Man, I missed the
1: rock block. Those were good times.
0: It was like Family Matters, step-by-step, step, whatever else.
1: The only drawback was Urkel. Or, wait, what was yeah. Urkel in? Urkel.
0: Yeah. Urkel and in Family Matters.
1: Yeah. I, I never got into that show. I think Urkel just was a complete turnoff for that show. Yeah.
0: So our Sabbath essentially is the same as a Jewish Sabbath, Friday nights and Saturday mornings. Not much change for you then. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Uh, I I think the well, only thing I'm missing is holidays. Yeah? Yeah. So what would your holidays be? I think our holidays are going to be based on significant events that happened in fictional TV shows from the 80s and early 90s.
1: Okay. So like when Zach and Kelly get married or graduate from Bayside.
0: Bayside graduation, whatever day that was theoretically, or we'll make up a day. So that'll be celebrated every year. Um when dj tanner full house gets married to jesse's greek cousins whoever
1: okay. <laughs> yeah that's got to be a thing
0: yeah well, that'll be a major holiday
1: you have to have one feels holiday in there so i think for the for the emotional holiday yeah you have to make it whatever day it was in fresh prince where will smith has that just massive breakdown moment about his dad
0: i <laughs> I was literally going to say the exact same thing. When his dad leaves him, when his dad comes back for the first time and then leaves him, we're so excited. He breaks down. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely a major holiday. Now, it's to, not to celebrate that his dad left him, but to celebrate the importance.
1: I, I think that holiday would be a celebration of the trials and tribulations.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it celebrates the importance of good family, of Uncle Phil, and what was her name? Aunt Phyllis? Yes. Yeah. Uncle Phil and Aunt Phyllis. and Although it's really celebrating that more than it is, than it is an editorial on Will's father leaving it.
1: You know, uh, just a quick aside there, that has to be the most poignant memory in all of TV, aside from the goodbye scene in mash at the very end of the series. You sir have managed to best me. I don't know. I think you'll get a following in here.
0: uh Church of the Thumb Button?
1: Yeah, Church of okay. the Thumb Button. All right. You know, honestly, I could see both of our churches working hand in hand.
0: You know, we do have a lot of great video games from the uh, 80s and early 90s. In our, the, we have Yeah, in you still
1: have people using emulators to do speedruns of Super Mario. Yeah, lots of great video games. Man.
0: Yeah, so we could certainly have some interfaith gatherings. I'm all for it. Cool. We'll we come
1: up from the under- <laughs> underground to uh, all meet at Bayside High. <laughs>
0: Perfect. That sounds good. Uh, until that uh, until that meeting, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, well, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Inked and YouTube.com slash C slash The inkedwell. I actually got a custom URL now. Yay me.
0: Well, thanks again, Jenny. I appreciate uh, you joining me on another episode of Hypothetical. Don't forget, we do have a complaint line. So PETA, if you're listening. Or anybody else wants to complain, uh, give us a call anytime, 937-63-HYPER. That's 937-634-9737. Or send us an email at hypotheticalshow at gmail.com. That's it for this episode of Hypothetical. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore hypothetical. And subscribe to Hypothetical on your podcast player of choice. Until next time, this is Hypothetical.